Hello there, Obi-Wan Kenobi here, and you're listening to Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast, brought to you by StarWarsDaily.com. The Force will be with you, always. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, the Galactic Republic, Confederacy of Independent Systems, and various mercenary factions vie for control of the galaxy in a seemingly never-ending conflict known as the Clone Wars. Caught in the middle of this epic struggle, the Jedi Knights strive to maintain order and civility in a deadly game that is being manipulated by the Dark Lords of the Sith. From the war-torn front lines, Michael Cohen, Matthew Krenke, and their dedicated team of analysts emerge as voices of truth and stability in these dark and deceptive times. Hello and welcome to the 105th episode of Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast for the episode the soft war i am your host michael cohen and with me as always my faithful co-pilot matt crinky hey man what's going on you know what it's gonna be tough to focus right now mike because i'm a baseball fan and <laughs> the giants are playing the cardinals right now for a chance to go to the world series so it's crazy the house is me and my son were watching it going crazy already but i can focus for an hour and talk some clone wars i'm ready to do it <laughs> okay, let's do it. <laughs> let's jump right into the news. All right, let's do it. Welcome. I have been expecting you. This is just the beginning. This is where the fun begins. Join us or die. Our meeting was not a coincidence. I'm glad you're here to tell us these things. <laughs> All right, Mike. And I'll tell you what, you know, there's a <clears throat> couple of news stories we want to get to before we get to the episode proper um i'm gonna ask you about this because since you were at yes. c6 uh cartoon network they revealed uh the episode that apparently at c6 there was if you had a, a child you can get into a special screening of some kind of a episode now yes. little did nobody know that this is going to be an episode of the clone wars called the gathering did you have any idea that was going on down there i uh, we we heard on i believe it was the friday uh that that they were going to be doing this screening. Uh, it, maybe it was the Thursday that that that, uh, that they'd be doing the screening on the weekend. Uh, just for I, I think it was the Friday night though. Just for uh, families, and uh, and it was going to be something special just for them. And uh, and no one was really sure exactly what it was going to be, but uh, but then it it the screening happened. And we heard a lot of, of talk about how it was a, it was a, a three or four part arc just about the Padawans, mm-hmm. uh, about, about a bunch of younglings. And, uh, and so this is the first bit of news that we're getting that, uh, that this, this uh, story arc is actually about, it's about Yoda and a group of younglings. And in the picture, we've got Ahsoka and uh, and their their adventure while while uh, building their lightsabers on Ilum, 
So uh, a very interesting yeah. uh, story arc that, that I, you know what, now that we've sort of heard a little bit more about it, I can't wait. Now, first yeah, of all, no, seriously, yeah. First of all, we're seeing a bunch of characters in cold weather gear, and I don't know what it is, but you know, I cold- <laughs> it's. It, I think it just goes back to Empire Strikes Back and just uh, Han yeah. Solo in that parka and, uh, and and all that stuff from the beginning of of Empire uh, being one of my favorite parts in the entire saga. So I think it just all goes back to that. And when you see, you know, Jedi in these, in, in, in these, uh, outfits, uh, and the, I don't know, there's just something about it, the, the snow and, uh, and lightsabers and it all just comes together in this great way. And I'm really excited to see exactly what's in store for us in, in this group of episodes. Yeah. And it's, I'm looking at the picture as well. And, and is that an older Ahsoka or is this supposed to be a younger when she was younger, I'm assuming it's when she's older, right? I, I think it's. I think it's, it's now. Like, it's like because we're supposed to go with a timeline yeah. forward. So okay, yeah. Yeah. So I think that she's just accompanying Yoda with these, with these Jedi younglings. Yeah, uh, she's kind of off in the distance in the picture. No, you're right. You're right about um, being a fascinating. I, I'm looking forward to this. I mean, we've kind of heard and. I don't know that yeah. we've really seen much. I mean, we saw a, a outtake of Re, uh, Return of the Jedi. You know, Luke kind of tinkering with the lightsaber, but never yeah. anything like, you know, actually going somewhere. They actually have to build it, so this should be really well. Fun. I, we we did see a little bit of Ilum on uh, it, the uh, the Clone Wars micro series. Yeah, I was going to mention the older. Yeah, but yeah, right. But right. Uh, but I mean, it, you know, first of all. I, and this is a sore spot with some people, but that's not really canon. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they didn't really explain anything. Uh, there was the whole thing where where uh, it's Barriss Ophie and Luminara and Dolly are meditating and putting together a lightsaber, and and they have the the whole thing about the the crystal is the heart of the lightsaber. The lightsaber is the weapon of the Jedi. The Jedi are the crystal of the Republic or something like that, or of the force or something. It was like this whole thing that they said. So I'm interested to see how much of that stays in the story of this. And uh, it's almost, uh, they've done this with a few other things in the clone wars and they've sort of lent a little bit of uh, legitimacy to some of those more, Star Wars tales type uh, stories that we've gotten in the past. So, yeah. so uh, I, this this will be our first G level canon uh, uh, adventure to Ilum, and uh, and I'm I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be really good. Just oh, yeah. just based on the couple of screens that we have so far, right. uh, it looks like it's going to be a really cool story. Yeah, definitely, and I'm looking forward to that too. Go over to CloneWarsPodcast.com. You'll see uh, <clears throat> the link to the story. And some uh, some pictures, but yeah, and we don't know where this must be way in the second half of season five because um, they've shown some of the new the episode titles yeah. up to like fifteen now, and I don't remember seeing this in the in the first fifteen episodes. So this is going to end up way late in the in the uh, season yeah. five apparently. So um, other news we got to get to. Um, hey, tomorrow, Clone Wars season four Blu-ray and DVD hits the shelves, Mike. And yeah. uh, wow, what a fantastic uh, set. This is going to be, especially the Blu-ray. Wow, tons. Apparently new this season, they're going to have five video commentaries mm-hmm. uh, featuring uh, Filoni and the cast and the crew. So uh, there was a couple of these already hit the web. Uh, one of them is with uh, Dave Filoni and the rest of the guys. 
talking about Cad Bane. It's, and I'm sure you've probably seen it. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they got a bunch of stuff coming up to see um, some of the featured uh, behind the scenes stuff is the Battle of Moncala, Darkened World of Umbara, Obi Wan Undercover, uh, the Zygerian arc, and of course Darth Maul re- uh, returns. And then they have a Blu-ray exclusive, which is the Jedi Temple archives, mm-hmm. uh, special effects footage, concept art, 3D character and object turnarounds, and just 20. Here it is, 20 deleted and extended scenes. And they actually have one that just hit today on, I think it was Yahoo or something like that, showing a pretty graphic, not graphic, but pretty intense scene where um, it was last season where we first see Obi-Wan and Malmi, right? And Savage yeah. is there. And he has this um, uh, prisoner. So it looks like a young girl. And uh, he lights the lightsaber and kills her. But it is like, wow, I can understand why they cut that. Hmm. Uh, it wasn't fully rendered or anything that. It was like an animatic. But... Um, yeah, some should be some great stuff. 20, 20 deleted and extended scenes, so that should be pretty neat. Coming yeah. out tomorrow, forty nine or forty four and ninety eight on DVD, fifty nine ninety nine on Blu Ray. Over five hundred minutes, Mike. Five hundred minutes of stuff on there. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's pretty good. That's pretty that's good. a lot of stuff. But anything uh, that you're looking forward to as far as like the Blu Ray stuff? I mean, there's some pretty good stuff on here. You know, I, I still have to pick up season three. Now that season four is coming out, season three will get cheaper. So, uh, so I'll pick up season three. There we go. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and, yeah. uh, maybe I'll get season four for Christmas or something. But, uh, but yeah, uh, it, you know, it's just, uh, season four was an excellent, excellent season of Clone Wars. So, uh, yeah. so to have it for your own to, uh, to view whenever you want, uh, it is an excellent thing. I, I look forward to watching some of these behind the scenes things. Oh, definitely. And, uh, getting a little bit more. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, about how these stories came together, but yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm really excited to see some of these extended scenes as well. Um, <clears throat> what else is going on in the world of news? Anything, uh, toy or collecting wise you want to mention or any other news or no, you know no. what? <clears throat> I, I, I've seen some new. I uh, uh, what what are they called? Are they Jedi Force? Is that what they're called, or or the 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 sort of the kids ones? I've seen a couple of new sets, uh, right. some some Episode One sets uh, out there in the wild, and uh, you know they they're all right. Uh, Obi Wan Kenobi and Qui Gon Jinn, and then Darth Maul with uh, with his speeder. But uh, but other than that, you know, like I, I'm just not really seeing. Uh, other than uh, we talked about, I think last week or the week before, the Angry Birds Star Wars. I've started seeing that stuff at Toys R Us. So, uh, so if that's something that's interesting to uh, to you guys out there, uh, you can probably go find that at your local toy store Not now. Yeah. Uh, but just personally, it didn't look all that interesting to me. No, the but. Star Wars Angry Birds stuff, or yeah, no, <clears> no, not, no. Not well, I'm not into that kind of stuff, but. You know, if the game comes out for 99 cents, I'll yeah, be there. Yeah, yeah, I'll probably check out the game. But. <laughs> I'll be there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, all right. Uh, I think that's still to do. we got to get into a nice, chunky recap for the third part of this um, Andoronian arc. So are you ready to do that? Let's do it. All right.
I sense a deep anger in you. Everything that you fought so hard for will be destroyed. Anakin! Sometimes heroes fall, despite their strength. Onderon is out. We are brothers. Let's start off the episode of the Soft War. Throughout the city of Assis, rebels place holographic projectors at key strategic locations. Sagrera spots a reinforced separatist column marching through the city, squads of battle droids preceding an MTT transport with an AAT bringing up the rear. From a rooftop vantage point, Stila leads the rebel charge against the droid forces. Uh, a hail of blaster fire rains down from the rooftop, shredding the incoming droids. Rebels toss grenades into the column, which explodes and toss the battle droids into the air. The MTT opens up to deploy super battle droids, but the rebels blast the droids before they can even get off their storage racks. Saw races up to the AAT and throws grenades into its vulnerable hatches. In mere seconds, the droid patrol has been reduced to twisted metal and cinders. Hey, okay, so last episode, Mike, we ended with Steeler yeah. being appointed the leader. And, yes. uh, of course, we find out that Saw is her brother. But we jump right into the action here as the Separatists have reinforcements. Obviously, uh, the MTT, the AAT, and uh, the, Re the Rebels, they try to ambush it this militia style. And uh, Saw has proven himself, I have to say, to be quite the warrior. Mm -hmm. uh, he was kind of moving around and, and doing some flips and bam, bam, bam. And it's like, wow, he's he uh, learned real quick and... Uh, Stila, uh, well, actually, we're going to get to this in a minute about Stila addressing the, uh, the people of Onderon. It says, across the holographic transmitters scattered throughout the city, Stila's image appears, offering words of encouragement to the Onderonians, rallying them to take back their freedom. She calls out King Rash as a traitor to the planet. Her stirring words help ease the fears of a beleaguered populace. And like I said, Mike, she's finally addressing the public of Onderon. Mm -hmm. This is what... Uh, they're kind of working towards, uh, I know she wanted to do this, but it's kind of like, hey, let's find the right time. And, uh, you know, she lays it all out on the table. This is what we're doing. This is why we're doing it. And yeah. the people, they seem to like, uh, it seemed like they were okay with it. You know, they're like, okay, I, I think I can get behind this. So a lot of action, a lot of stuff going on in the first uh, five or so minutes. Uh, anything that caught your eye during this time? Uh, no, just just how organized they were. Uh, they've gone from being have, yeah. sort of ragtag to being a very tight group. And and like it says in, in the recap, they managed to just make short work of all of those droids and uh, and show just why uh, droids are, are inferior to, uh, well, any other kind of oh, yeah. warrior. Yeah. You know, so, uh, yeah, I, I thought I thought it was excellent. Uh, it was a great uh great opening to uh to the episode um and it, it definitely set the pace for the rest of it so. yeah definitely and they, and they like you said they made short work of these you know a tank in the front yeah. a tank in the rear and bam 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 it was over with and uh here comes the holographic messages uh asking for some for some not, not or i guess some help you know like hey this is what we're gonna do and uh we'll find out later on if she actually gets some help uh go ahead mike your turn uh, at the Royal Citadel, King Rash worries about the rebel threat. 
The cold tactical droid, General Kalani, assures the king that the rebels will be crushed. Resh's human military commander, General Tandon, suggests turning security over to the Andoran Royal, sorry, Royal Militia, since the rebels seem to be targeting droid soldiers only. Perhaps if they had to open fire on their fellow countrymen, the rebels would be open to negotiation. Uh, this character, actually, both of these characters, General Kalani, who I, I said I was going to be excited about and did not disappoint, uh, I love that design. Oh, that, yeah. that new uh, super tactical droid. Uh, so, so cool. Such an excellent design. Um, gonna make a really wicked action figure. All that great detailing and everything. I mm-hmm. uh, very cool. But what I was surprised by was this character, General Tandon, yeah. who has sort of this Roman esque armor on, and I, uh, I loved it. I, I loved his look. I loved his character. We'll we'll talk more about his arc o- over the course of this episode when we get there. But uh, he was. He's a standout so far in in season five for me. This mm. is a new character that I I don't know. There's something about him that just reeks of Star Wars. Now I haven't double checked this, and I really should have beforehand. I'm pretty sure that he's voiced by the same guy who voiced General Riken in the uh, in mm. the uh, Rogue Squadron video games. Uh, actually, okay. that's, that's that's not entirely true. I did check the night uh, Saturday night while I was watching the episode, uh, but there wasn't any information that I could find at the time. So uh, mm. I just haven't haven't checked since then uh, exactly who played him. But uh, man, he, I just I loved the character. I loved everything that he was doing. His look, his attitude, just just I just thought that he was really great. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. No, well, I have to, I have to just tell you too. Yeah. This yeah. particular scene though was really good because there's a couple of things going on here. General Tandem, he suggests using oh. the Royal Onderon militia to fight the rebels. So he's talking about using his own, uh, security force to combat the rebels. And Kalami says, Hey, you know, what's going to happen is your guys are going to start sympathizing with the, you know, with the rebels. And that is going to probably cause problems. And Kalami wants nothing to do with it. And, you know, they've also identified Lux, Stila, and Saw yeah. as kind of like the leaders of this rebel uh, insurgents or whatever you want to call it. And Rash still thinks King Endem is behind the rebels. And he comes back out again and says, hey, come on, man. You know, I have had no – how am I going to have any contact? You got me locked up in a cell. I have no contact with anybody. You know, and, and Rash has this plan plan. That he's going to test the "quote unquote" will of the people. So how is he going to do that? And we're going to see that yeah. coming up here in a minute. Uh, so, so is, just sorry, just to go back there for yeah. a second. I, I silly that I didn't remember this because I think that we had talked about it previously. Uh, Tandon is played by David K. So of course I'm going to love him because David K. The voice of Clank, the voice of uh, Megatron from from Beast Wars, mm-hmm. uh, the voice of just so many different awesome things. Nice. Uh, so so of course he's going to be excellent no wonder you like on that. this yeah so <laughs> so go ahead continue yeah Rash's astromech droid projects uh, projects an image of Steeler Guerrera and Lux Bonteri Rash is convinced that King Dandup is somehow behind the insurrection Rash's guards march into the old king, march in the old king and Rash once again demands that Dandup call off the attacks Dandup again claims the rebellion is is the will of people here. So, so here's what I talk about. I kind of jumped a mm-hmm. little bit ahead, Mike, but yeah, uh, 
same thing. Yeah, Dendrop's like, hey, you know, what do you want me to do? I'm, yeah, it's the will of the people, man. You know, you're gonna have to deal with it. So, yeah, uh, go ahead. Uh, at the rebel safe house, Dono comes running up from to inform Stila of shocking news. Rash is executing King Dendup the next day in front of the palace. Stila realizes they are making an example of the king to humiliate the rebels. Ahsoka suggests that his death would only make him a martyr and perhaps bolster their resolve. Saul wants to rescue him immediately, while Stila believes waiting until the execution and staging a public rescue will better help their cause. Saw refuses to follow orders and marches away. Stila tells Dono not to. Sorry, Stila tells Dono to follow him. They're executing King Dendup tomorrow in Yolan Square. Where did you hear this? Malgan Market. The merchants. The separatists are saying he's behind our attacks. <sighs> More lies. They're making him an example to humiliate us. Maybe, but their efforts could work against them. Executing him would only make him a martyr. We can't let him die. We have to break him out somehow. No. We should wait until he's in public. At the execution. That's where they'd expect it. I know, but this is our moment. We'll save him for all of Isis to witness. We don't have much time. They're counting on us to show up. Where are you going? Trust me. Stop! Let me take care of this. This isn't about you. We can't afford a reckless move right now. Yeah, go write a speech about it. And I say, Mike, uh, this is another really good scene here. Mm -hmm. And you got a couple things going on. Um, Ahsoka, Steela, Saul, you know, they're, like, they're all discussing the, the, uh, the motivations uh, of Rash's decision to execute King Dendup. And, uh, you know, it's, there's a couple things. Like, you know, if you, if you execute the king, you make him a martyr. And that's going to, you know excite the people get them yeah. to uh but uh there's a difference of, a, of opinion between Stila and saw and and she wants to rest the king and she wants to do it in the in the public and kind of show everybody like hey um you know help us out you know kind of like that maybe if she does it in public people will rally to her cause and help her out but then and, and saw's going wait a minute that's exactly what they're expecting us to do so you're kind of stuck. They're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place. You know, what do you do? Do you, do you go for it and hope that people help you out, even though you know that they're going to be waiting for you? Uh, so a lot of a lot of cool stuff going on here. Um, and then and then at the end you see Saw's like, you know what? I'll take care of it. I'm going to go get him out myself, which doesn't work well as we'll find out. But uh, yeah. what do you think about this though? You know, a couple of different ideas going around, jumping around, and Ahsoka's there trying to, you know, balance these these two brother sister type thing. Uh, anything jump out at you in this particular scene that you like? I uh, yeah no I I, I mean it, it was a little bit odd I felt to have I uh, to have them splitting up the group and and all of this sort of thing but we see we kind of see why later right. uh, but I because because Stila I think is is right uh, and Saw is just kind of I, I don't know he he's yeah. he's just. I think he's still a little bit upset that he's, still he's not pissed, the leader, yeah. right? Yeah, so, he's still heard about that. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I like that they're that they have that through line that that he's that didn't just happen last episode, and then we're just gonna ignore it now. Yeah. Um, he still thinks that he knows better, but I, you know, and we we get a pretty good scene with him and Denda in a minute, but I, but yeah, I, it, it seems like they they spent a lot of time, I. 
dealing with that when they could have just been dealing with the story. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's one for the other, right? It's character right. moment for plot point. So. Exactly, yeah. Uh, continue. That night in the safe house, Lux tries to assure a frustrated Steela that Saw will be okay. Steela asks to be left alone and focuses on the plan to save Denlip from execution. Meanwhile, Ahsoka communicates via hologram with Obi-Wan and Anakin. She is worried that, re- that the rebels are divided and that the risk of saving just one person is too high. Ahsoka feels responsible for the rebels, but the older Jedi tried to, remain, to remind her to focus on her purpose, not her emotions. And again, you know, here's Ahsoka, kind of her own little moment here, and a nice scene in her with Obi-Wan and Anakin. And this assignment is really starting to weigh on her, Mike. Um, mm-hmm. She talks about risking their lives to save just one. Ahsoka's saying this, you know, she can't really understand that for a second here. But then Kenobi reminds her, hey, the king's power is to his people, and he represents hope. So he's, he's kind of telling her, hey, this is what, in this sort of society, this is what, uh, you know, like it says, it brings hope to the people when you when you help get the king out. You know, the king that's been put in jail for un, uh, for the wrong reasons. Yeah. So he kind of he kind of reminds this young, you know, sometimes we forget, you know, she's just a young teenager. And she doesn't understand this sometimes. So yeah, a nice little scene there. I like that. Uh, go ahead. Outside the royal prison enclave, Saw fires a grappling hook into an overhang and scales the wall. Saw swears fealty to Dendup and offers to rescue him. Dendup is disappointed that it has come that it has come to this violence perpetrated in his name. He recalls how his attempt to remain neutral in the conflict only resulted in him being overthrown by the Separatists. However, he becomes hopeful when Saw mentions that the Jedi are helping the rebels. Saw fires his grappling line into the air, only to discover that a one-way shield is blocking his path. Alarms wail, spotlights circle, and destroyer droids roll roll in to surround Saw. From the ground, Donald helplessly watches this turn of events uh yeah so obviously the uh you know ready for somebody to come in and break him out pretty easy to get in but definitely not easy to get out once he got in there yeah. you know it's kind of like springing the trap so i don't know if that was something they set up um i don't know i didn't it never was it was clear i don't know what you got out of that it would have it, uh, it was a setup or not or? i i i feel like i they the point of that is that is that they wouldn't just let him walk around in an area like that without some sort of security right, right. yeah um without knowing that that they were stopping him from being able to escape so i think they and and by saw's reaction this is commonplace technology of a one-way shield mm-hmm. um so so yeah, I mean, I was definitely caught off guard with it. Uh, I thought it was one of the better moments of the episode, being that that I was so caught off guard by it. Uh, it, it I loved it. I, I just loved the idea that that they could, uh, in, in a world star, you know, being Star Wars, that uh, I think that we all feel like we we know so well. They managed to mm-hmm. throw a curveball. Right, and because we all think that we know the technology and we know the way that the characters act and and all that sort of thing, and they managed to throw this curveball of the one-way shield in, uh, and you know what it reminds me of? 
it reminds me of that first time you're watching episode one and the droidicas roll out oh, yeah. and they stop and they they put out shields and you're like oh snap like <laughs> yeah. this is it's a whole new ball game right yeah. like it, it just yeah. it changes the way that you think about star wars just with one piece of sci-fi tech right so they they did the same thing in this episode with that and i think that's why i liked it so much when it happened i was like like you could ask my wife i it was audible like i i flipped out i was like oh man i can't believe they just did that i because because yeah, yeah. it you know like that's it, a lot to to uh to pull one over on us i think to to surprise us like that so mm-hmm. um so yeah i i really enjoyed that and uh and 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 you know i I, that, these are the things that I talk about when I say the thing that I'm looking most forward to in the new season are the things that are surprises, the things that we don't see coming, the things that, you know, that the curveballs that right, that keep right. us on our toes and the reason why we love Star Wars so much, right? So, so I I just loved the whole concept of the the one way shield, uh, and visually it looked really cool, and it just it worked on every level for me. Oh, definitely. And, well, here and also too, I forgot to mention that. A nice little scene with a uh, denim that he's he's explaining to Saw. Hey, you know, I had to choose between the Republic and mm-hmm. the Confederacy. You know, and and they're both. He says they're both corrupt. Wow, here's somebody that's outside. Yes. You know, saying yeah. <laughs> saying they're both corrupt. Like, well, this okay. Is, this is uh, it this sounds is like Padme's. I don't know if you yeah. got this, Mike. I was going to ask you this. It sounds like the Confederacy just showed up and said, "Hey, we're taking over." Because he says something like, "You know, I had no." Um, he he chose neither. He said. And then, so I'm thinking the separatists must have just came and occupied it before the uh, before yeah. the Republic got there. So I don't know if that makes sense to you. Uh, well, I I think what happened was that that he had to make a choice, and he made a choice for with the separatists because they were there yeah. already, and to say no to them would have meant a conflict more than likely. So, I mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, I I think you're you're on the right track with that. They they uh, it was. He had to make a choice between two evils, and at the time, the lesser of two evils was Seemed the like, one. Yeah. yeah, was the one that was already there. And like I said, go, uh, going back to last week's episode, it doesn't seem like the separatists are being overly oppressive. They're just trying to hold on to Onderon as a resource, right? right? And this kind of goes to uh, th- this has kind of been consistent with all of Lux Bonteri's stories that. Not all of the separatist forces are necessarily the Sith, right? There, there's a, and and when we were dealing with the first Mandalorian arc and all that, there's this element of the separatists that they are a political faction, and uh, and they have political legitimacy, and a lot of factions are joining with the separatists for very valid reasons, and so right. It's it's not as clear. It's not as black and white as maybe Anakin sees it, uh, or even maybe as Obi Wan sees it. But that's because they know of this this deeper layer of the Sith being involved, and because we're aware of that, and we know what the Sith are, and we know what Sidious's plans are ultimately. In in being that we know what what the outcome is in the original trilogy. Uh, we we see all of these separatists as bad guys, but I don't think that they necessarily see it that way in in the comic or sorry in the uh, in the show. Right. Uh, so so yeah, I don't know. That that's my opinion of it, and I think that that they're just trying to bring that through. Yeah. No, that's a good and that's a good because uh, it's kind of kind of a good story 
uh, it's good for the story to show, like you said, that that some of these outer worlds or some of these planets, they don't really, maybe they don't know or they don't get it. Like obviously, Denim doesn't get it. You know, he doesn't know that what the what the uh, separatists are up to. Um, he just decided, hey, let's, you know, like you said, let's try them. Didn't work out. But uh, uh, go ahead, Mike. Continue. Uh, I got your safe house. Yes. Uh, at at the safe house, Stila concludes the rebel briefing concerning the rescue of King Denda. Lux invites Ahsoka to join the rebels, but she says that she can only observe and that she has already gotten too involved. Uh, Dono comes rushing in with news of Saw's capture. Lux is determined to save Saw, but Stila calls off any effort to rescue her brother. King Dendup is the priority, and the Rebels do not have the manpower to rescue both. Ahsoka agrees with Stila. This is an interesting turn, uh, mm-hmm. and I think this is why Stila is, is the leader. It's because she's willing to make this sacrifice and says, you know, like, we can't just, you know, throw everything under the bus for, for Saw. He knew what he was getting himself into, and, uh, and King Dendup is the priority. That's what's going to help our cause the most, so... She's willing to just kind of let him stay with the separatists, and then you know I don't think that her intent is to was to leave him there forever, but to say we need to deal with King Dendup, and then we'll worry about Saw. So. Oh yeah, yeah, it's definitely a difficult decision. Um, you know, yeah. she has to choose one or the other, and you know, she chooses uh, obviously Denim the King, and and here it is, Mike. Ahsoka agrees, and she's starting to use some of Anakin's words. She says purpose over. So she's starting to get it now, uh, but uh, I'll continue. Within the Royal Central Command, Saw undergoes brutal electric torture, supervised by Kalani. General Tannen calls for a cease in interrogation. He must keep Saw alive, for he is a link to the terrorists. Kalani suspects Tannen pities their prisoner. Andoran, it's our system, not yours. Enough. We have to keep him alive. He is a direct link to the terrorists. You pity him. I pity your ignorance. You can control the people of Andoran. But you won't sustain it against their will. What you're doing guarantees others will take his place. They too will suffer. Then the war is lost. And Mike, I tell you what, intense torture scene, huh? You know, um, mm-hmm. and I like the two theories here going on the war tactics between uh, Tandem and Kalami. Uh, you know, Tandem he explains that you know simply killing a hostage is only going to guarantee someone else is going to take. His place because you know it's gonna like it's almost like killing the the king, you know. Yes. You're gonna you're gonna cause the the people to rise up, and they're not gonna they're never gonna stop. But uh, Kalami obviously he has strong tactics because Denim agrees. You know, hey, you got strong tactics, but uh, sometimes you got to take a different ap- approach to to hostages and war. And, and you know, robots they just don't know that. Uh, <laughs> they just see one focus, Mike, yeah. and it's just you know if he's not gonna talk, kill him. Go to the next yeah. one. You know. So uh, what do you think about the differences of uh, a hu- uh, kind of a human's way of tactics of war and a robot? Um, well, yeah, I, I 
Kalani is is really just focused on, yeah, like if it were up to him, they'd just be launching assault after assault yeah. after assault, yeah. which obviously hasn't been working, right? The uh, the the rebels are pretty effective against the droids, but uh, Tandon, he's kind of got. I mean, he's he's a. Uh, He's a little bit. I will. Well, actually, I don't want to get into it just yet. We'll okay. talk about it when we get down there. Okay, uh, go ahead. Good. Uh, in his chambers, General Tandon sits with the weakened Saw, offering him a cup of tea. Saw remains defiant in the face of Tandon's sympathy. Tandon warns Saw that aligning himself with the past, the lost reign of King Denda, will not bode well for his future. Saw counters that he prefers a future of freedom, freedom rather than becoming a slave to the Separatists. The words weigh heavily on Tandon. So this is the beginning of what of what I want to talk about a little bit towards the end of the episode okay. uh, with Tandon. So we'll we'll just hold off until we get to there. Okay. Uh, until that point. At the steps of the royal palace, hundreds of citizens gather to await the fate of King Dendup. King Rash leads the prisoners flanked by Magna Guard droids towards a guillotine made of laser energy. Rash addresses the citizens, proclaiming Dendup to be a criminal and a terrorist. The rebels watch from within the crowd. And how about that laser guillotine, man? Uh, yes, <laughs> some some crazy stuff right there. I like how uh, you, you know you can put your head in; it's not going to do it until the magna guards they do some kind of energy thing that that uh, slices it right in half. But uh, yeah, is it? Yeah, uh, the execution of Denim. So it's an interesting take. Like I said on the guillotine, uh, the plan didn't work out so well, and. Uh, <laughs> Stila was hoping that a Republic breakout of the true king would, you know, garner the allies. Now, is this the portion that, that you want to talk about the stuff earlier? Or is that at the very end? Uh, it's just uh, right, right at the end. Uh, sorry, where are we right now? Where the end I... up places his head on the energy Yeah. Field? No, yeah, in, in a minute. In a minute. Okay. So let's, um, let's go ahead and continue then so we can get to All what right. uh, what you want to say yeah. here. Uh, Dendup places his head within the energy field. The Magna Guards ready their strike. At the last moment, Stila and the Rebels spring into action. Stila is hoisted above the crowd by fellow Rebels and blasts the droids with her sniper rifle. Lux throws smoke grenades up at the platform as the other Rebels rush in. They knock over Rash and Kalani and free Dendup and Saw. Uh, This is an incredibly well choreographed sequence. Uh, Incredible. Incredible. So well done. This is... This is what season five is all about. Uh, between that fight that we saw between Obi Wan and and Maul and Savage, and now this sequence, and uh, some of the clips that I've seen from season five that we saw at Star Wars Celebration six, uh, this is this is really where they're making their leaps forward. Uh, they've done a lot of technical stuff the last couple of years with rain and and uh, and that sort of thing. Uh, and and having like the the underwater stuff last season there's a lot of that stuff that they've done the lighting definitely in season three uh jumped forward by leaps and bounds uh and and we've got the cloaks and capes and stuff this year but i uh, but by far what they're doing this year better than they've ever done before is the choreography on these action sequences. Mm-hmm. And this is a, an excellent example because you've got this smoke and it's a, it's a, I think it's a continuous shot for the most part uh, once the assault sort of happens and uh, the characters are sort of leaping around, taking out droids, knocking people out, 
all sorts of stuff and uh, and it was just it had it had a very star wars feel to it but it was also kind of its own thing it was very new so uh, i i really enjoyed this part of the episode here oh yeah definitely i mean some great action like i said uh, you know steel is trying to do this mm-hmm. to uh to get the people to respond you know she's waiting for the people to respond you can see them kind of like you know what looking at each other what should we do uh and yeah. ahsoka is in the crowd as well and you're kind of at one point, you're like, "Come on, Ahsoka!" And you're almost like, "Come on, get in this, man!" You know, no, you, you know, she's supposed to stay out of it, let them take care of it, but we'll see what happens. Uh, mm-hmm. Dono tries to lead the rebels to safety, but super battle droid reinforcements arrive and shoot her dead. The droids surround the rebels, cutting off their escape. Denip surrenders, and the rebels drop their weapons. The citizens call for their release, but the battle droids show no sympathy. The execution is to continue. King Rash tries to calm the crowd, and Ahsoka watches from the crowd, ready to spring into action if necessary. And this is what I'm saying, Mike. I mean, you're you're watching this right now. And you're like, yeah, come on, get in there. You know how how much longer you gonna let this go? You know, you, yeah. you kind of yeah. wishing she would hurry up and get in there. But you're thinking, oh, maybe she's not. Maybe she's just gonna let it play out. You know, this is what Anakin told her to do. This is what Obi Wan told her to do. Yeah, you know? yeah. To let them deal with it. You know, and if whatever happens, happens. But. Uh, you're just kind of, kind of wishing she gets. You're kind of hoping that she, you know, doesn't listen to Obi Wan. You know, get into it. So, yeah, uh, go ahead, yeah. Mike. You, you're kind of waiting for it. Uh, the execution is once more interrupted. This time by General Tandon, who leads a, ro- a squad of Royal Onderonian guards in surrounding Rash and his droids. The audience cheers this reversal. Tandon holds Rash in front of him as a shield while his soldiers lead Dendup and the rebels away safely. So here's here's what I've been been sort of waiting to talk about this whole time is Tandon. And uh, Saw actually manages to, to convince Tandon that what he's doing is wrong. And Tandon uh, sort of makes the, 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 the call that... that uh, in a, in a moment, Rash will call him a traitor, right. and uh, and he says, "No, I'm not the traitor. The the I was a traitor previously to not do anything about it. This isn't the will, of the people. This isn't the way it should be going." And and you sort of like throughout the whole uh, first half of the episode, you're thinking, first two thirds of the episode actually, you're thinking, this Tandon guy seems way more honorable than yeah. than anything that's going on why is he allowing this to happen wouldn't wouldn't he be the type of person to stand up to it and uh and so at the end of the episode we see that that he is in fact this that's that's who general tandon is he's a he's an honorable uh general and and he's got this great moment at the end uh where where he does the right thing and he makes the right choice yeah you know like you said from right from the beginning when you see tandon you're kind of like he he's you know he doesn't agree with what uh, Kalami has to say. He's kind of constantly battling with him, so you kind of almost get this feeling that he's just not, you know, he's just not. He's gonna turn, you know. He's finally gonna see that uh, something's wrong, and you finally get that in the end. Tannen is left alone with Rash. He is targeted by many battle droids, unable to move. Suddenly, Ahsoka leaps from the square and lands in between Tannen and his separatist enemies. She uses the force to knock down the droids and flees with the general. And this is what you're talking about, Mike. Finally, yeah. she jumps into action like, yes. You know, she uses the force. I mean, she's gotten really powerful now. I mean, she, not even a, a second look, you know, bam. The force, droids are down. She's got everything taken care of and they're out of there. Yeah. So 
uh, that was kind of cool. You know, she kind of broke. You know, here's here it is, Mike. She's not listening to what Obi Wan said. You know, and yeah, and and you can't really blame her though. I mean, this is no, a tough situation. All. You know, Anakin probably would have done the same thing now. Not even when yeah. he was younger. You know, he would have done the same thing right now. Probably. What do you think? Yeah, no, I, I, I think I think that they would have. You know what? I think Obi Wan would have done the same thing. Uh, I, I think the Jedi always sort of uh, as a as a unit, uh, they tend to sit there and go, uh, you know, we can't get involved. We got it's it's a lot like Star Trek uh, when you know they they fly around space going like the Prime Directive, we can't get involved. But then every single one of the captains is like, uh, yeah, I don't think the prime directive, it, it, it really applies here. We're just going to do whatever we want anyways. <laughs> uh, so it's a lot like that. Like the Jedi are very similar. They have these very lofty morals and this code that they follow. But then in the in the heat of the moment, they make judgment decision, decisions. And that's what Ahsoka has done here. Uh, and uh, I, I think... For her to act previously to Tandon rising up against against Rash would have been against what Obi-Wan and Anakin were telling her. But the second that Tandon and the Royal Guard come out and say, you are not the king, uh, Dendup is the king, and we we defy this separatist occupation, that's... And and the people cheer it, and and the tables turn, and now it's it's uh, it's essentially confirmed that that the separatists aren't wanted there, and now it is an unjust occupation. I think that's when Ahsoka says, "Okay, now I can get involved." Now, like that, that was the 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 hair of difference in, in the the morals of getting involved or not getting involved. So I, I think for, for her to make the decision after that, I, I when you start to think about it, it makes more sense. It, it's, a, it's a good call, I think, because obviously they need General Tandon. Uh, to leave him there to die uh, would be a stupid sacrifice because he didn't need to. He, right. like, he didn't need to die there. So, Because right. uh, that, that looked like the way that it was going to go. I thought for a minute that Soka was going to let that happen. Uh, but instead, she she it shows an an impressive display of force powers, jumping up, knocking over all of those super battle droids, and uh, and then getting them out of there. I mean, it, it was it was it was pretty great. But uh, oh, yeah. but yeah, I I, th- I think the the moral justification for what she did is there. I uh, and I think that she made a judgment call at that point, maybe a little bit. Uh, a, a little bit prematurely they the the council would agree with her i mm. uh, they that at this point the jedi should be involved because at this point it is unjust uh the the battle droids were prepared to and rash was prepared to to just start mowing down people right so i uh, so I think I think for Ahsoka, she was like, I'm going to stop this right here and now, and, and we're going to get out of here, and we're going to live to fight another day, and uh, and and it's going to stop chaos from ensuing. So right, no, I think so, you're right. That was a great judgment call, and like I said, I think I think Anakin would have been, and like maybe you said, Obi Wan on the same page there. Uh, later in the same house, and in the safe house, Tannen swears his loyalty to Dendup and commits his army to his cause. 
Dendup is determined to win the will of the people. Lux expresses his gratitude to Ahsoka for her assistance. And you want to finish it up, Mike? Yep. Uh, Ahsoka reports to Obi-Wan and Anakin. She admits that thanks to her, the Separatists now know the Jedi are backing the Rebels. The battle for Onderon will no doubt intensify. Ahsoka asks Anakin and Obi-Wan to send additional assistance, but that decision is up to the Jedi Council. Why now? It was time for a new approach, my lord. Do I have your loyalty and that of the army? You also have ours. With your rule, our numbers will grow. Thanks, child. Your mother would be proud. Thank you, my lord. We must first win the will of the people. That is the only way. The separatists will assemble their forces. Count Dooku will want me dead more than ever. Then we'll have to teach them another lesson. Together. Yeah. We'll teach Ahsoka, I knew you couldn't resist a good fight. Am I becoming that predictable? Only to me. The Separatists definitely know we're backing the Rebels. Then prepare yourself. The real fight is about to begin. Will you be able to send some help? That's up to the Council, Ahsoka. And I'll tell you what, Mike, there's a couple of things going on here uh, to finish it out. Basically, Dendup is saying, hey, uh, get ready because the crap's going to hit the fan. Uh, and then, <clears throat> you know, you got Ahsoka and Anakin. They're saying, hey, you know what? You guys might be on your own. I don't know. I don't know if we're going to be able to send anybody. But come on. Yeah. How can they not send anybody, Mike? I, that's going to be tough. I no, think we're... to see or hear what's going to come up next episode, man. It's going to get yeah. it's going to get crazy. But like I said, Mike, Dendup is telling them, hey, you know, we got out and everything's cool, but Dooku's yeah. going to come and this is going to hit the fan, you know? So we're looking yeah. to a big finale on this fourth episode. What do you think? Yeah, I think, uh, I, I, I mean, I've seen some clips actually of, of what we have, what we have to look forward to. Uh, and, uh, we got some, some dinosaurs and some, uh, very, uh, avatar-esque yeah, yeah. moments. Uh, and and I'm looking forward to it. Uh, it's I think it's going to be really good. I, I think this this finale to this four part arc. And I'm, some people haven't been enjoying it, and I'm not quite sure why because I think it's fantastic. But I uh, you know I I think the uh, the finale to this arc is going to blow the rest of these episodes out of the water. So I'm looking forward to it. Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah, it's uh, like this episode, like you said. You know, we had tandem a new a new character come in. Uh, the general, you know, and we saw some different character yeah. moments there with him and Ahsoka, Anakin, Obi Wan, uh, you know, Stila and Lux, and and some of the decisions they had to make in this episode. Yeah, uh, you know, so there was some really good stuff in here. I, I'm really enjoying it. So, uh, yeah, look out for a, a big season finale. Uh, we're gonna get to that in a second to tell you what's coming up next week. But uh, let's head on over to the mailbag real quick. Play back the entire message. Where are those transmissions you intercepted? He is carrying a message from an Obi-Wan Kenobi. I was beginning to wonder if you'd got my message. I saw part of the message. You... I seem to have found it. All right, Mike, we got a message from, uh, looks like Bo Preston. Do you want to take this one or you want me or what's... what's uh, you, you can go ahead and read it. Okay. 
Uh, this is, hey, Mike, I wanted to get this email out a little earlier, but time, time has been escaping me. I'd just like to say that it was a pleasure meeting you at C6. My brothers and I really enjoyed the 100th episode. Thanks again for the Frontlines t-shirts, along with the exclusive Savage Press screen shirt and poster. Man, I can't wait for the Detour show to air. It looks freaking hilarious. The clips really ex- uh, exceeded my expectations. Plus, it's good to know there will be a lot of familiar voices, Billy D, just to name one. Now, uh, what an end to day two. Clone Wars Season 5 premiere. My brother Callum and I went straight from the Inside the Forest cast, which finished at 3 p.m., just to see if anyone had actually started lining up. We figured since the red carpet event wasn't starting for two hours, there'd be none, no one there. We were wrong. The queuing area was already a quarter full, so like hundreds of others, we decided to wait. Fast forward about to 5.30, the line started moving. Eventually, it was our turn to walk into the screening area. Little did we know we'd be walking straight past the red carpet area. It was cool to see all the voice actors and other creative people just before moving into the cinema. Really got the blood pumping and set my excitement through the roof. After waiting nearly three hours, it was nice to, that the organizers supplied free bags of popcorn, soft drinks, and water to the audience. The guys d- dressed as Darth Maul, handing out popcorn like my shirt, the Savage one. So he gave me three bags. Totally awesome. Hey, three bags for a Savage shirt. I like it. <laughs> All this excitement and the screening hadn't even began, begun. I won't say much about the new episode other than it was freaking awesome. In one episode, we saw Adia Gilea die, Hongo make a sweet return, Savage lose an arm, Maul lose a leg, and Obi-Wan kick ass with two lightsabers. Incredible start to season one, or to the season. I just hope the Clone Wars team can keep up the pace. One last anecdote for you. So after leaving your 100th episode and seeing you again in the lobby, by the ATAT, I went outside to meet up with my mom and sister who were escaping the cold. We sat outside for a while in the warm together and decided to head back inside. Just as we were about to go back in, I noticed Dave Filoni standing by the road with no large crowd following him. I told my mom and she, uh, and she, uh, let's see, uh, something down, but I'll skip that part. By the time we got down there, I realized he was on the phone to someone, so I didn't want to bother him. Joel, Aaron, and Kyle Newman were also there chatting to each other, so he just said hello. I ended up talking to Joel for about 15 minutes. By this time, Dave was off the phone, but there was a bunch of other kids around him. Joel simply said, hey, how would you like to meet Dave Filoni? So, of course, I said yes. Joel just yelled, hey, Dave. And before you know it, Dave left the other kids and came to say hi. He didn't have much time, so he got our photo taken. And Dave was on his way again. What an end to day one. Also lucky you guys gave us those shirts. They look good in the photo. Plus, they make uh, for some good Frontlines promotional pics. So anyway, thanks for helping my first celebration be a good one. Keep podcasting. And I'm looking forward to hearing your season five opinions. And that's from Bo Preston. Great email, Bo. And like you said, Mike, uh, I, I don't know if you got to see the pics. He's got a picture with him and his brother. They got the, the brand new Frontlines Clone Wars shirts with their arms around Dave. Hopefully, Dave saw it and go, hey, what's that right there? You know, what's, what do you got going there? <laughs> yeah. You know, but uh, uh, hey, well, you know, uh, Dave and, uh, and Joel both, uh, they both have their own Frontlines t shirts. So, uh, the, so they, they, don't, they don't even have to, to inquire. They know because uh, they have their own. Oh, so, uh, so, yeah. Uh, but that's cool. That's that's really great that they uh, that they got to uh, share those experiences and everything with us. Because uh, I'm I'm glad that we could be a part of that. I'm glad that that our presence there at Star Wars Celebration enhanced 
other people's experiences that was part of the reason for going down that was that was a very big part of it actually uh so so yeah. i'm glad i'm glad that that Bo and uh and and his brothers uh, and his whole family had uh, an awesome time and uh thanks for sharing your wicked stories with us yeah and hey don't forget to uh yeah i seen those pictures if you want um Put those on the front lines page, man. Let everybody else see. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a great, yeah. it's a cool picture. So uh, don't hesitate to put those pictures on there. We'd like to see them. Uh, everybody would like to see them. So that'd be cool. Uh, Mike, we got to get to uh, next week's episode. Hey, it's called yes. Tipping Points. And the rebels take control of Honoron as the king falls. But their victory comes with a sobering cost. And take a listen to what's going to be happening next week. have Dooku's full attention. It's a full-scale war. They need our help. Please talk to the Council. Even Master Windu would be wary at this point. The Council will not engage or involve the Republic in an internal affair. The Separatists have a new gunship with a powerful ray shield. Nothing's getting past it. I am sorry, Ahsoka. They will have to find a way. Do not stay there if their failure is certain. Evacuate who you can and return to Coruscant immediately. Do you understand? Yes, Master. We need to help them. We will do what we can to relocate the survivors. Before they lose their planet. We can't. What difference does it make now? The Separatists know we're involved. I don't disagree with you, Anakin. But to send in Republic gunships defeats our purpose. We must stay true to our intentions. Learn our lessons. It doesn't have to look like we're the ones helping. What if another party was involved? Another party? Who in the galaxy would be running around with an extra batch of missiles? Hondo. Oh my gosh, did he just say what I think he said? (laughs) I was coming back, folks, already. That is awesome. Awesome. Like I said, this is going to be the episode that... uh, you know that 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 puts yeah. puts the rest of them all to shame. So uh, I'm excited. Yeah, wow. I'm definitely excited. That, yeah, now. you can't yeah. be nothing but excited, man. It's powerful stuff. And absolutely, Hondo's coming back. What could be better than that, Mike? Yeah, nothing. <laughs> I awesome. think that's gonna do it for this week, though. We got it. Cool. That does it. Uh, don't forget to check us out online at www.clonewarspodcast.com. On Facebook at facebook.com/clonewarspodcast. On Twitter at twitter.com slash Clone Wars. And send all your comments, questions, and feedback to mail at clonewarspodcast.com. Thank you for listening, and we will see you guys next week on Frontline's The Clone Wars Podcast. See you guys next week. Well, another close to another wonderful show. Obi-Wan Kenobi here saying thank you for listening to Frontline's The Clone Wars Podcast. Brought to you, of course, by StarWarsDaily.com. The force is strong with you all, and it will be with you always.